You're listening to Shepherd and Sports Bite, a McPherson Media Group production. It is indeed Shepherd and Sports Bites, but coming to you from the Riverine Herald in Echuca this week, my name's Andrew Johnston, joined by Braden May, who is currently engrossed in the NBA Finals, I believe, with your Miami Heat. In against the Lakers after knocking off my Boston Celtics. Yes, we're down currently. We're recording this on Wednesday before this comes out on Thursday. But yeah, in the middle of the game and I'm just sitting patiently. If we don't win, so be it. Been a busy couple of days for you with a bit of news coming out of your beloved Bombers as well. Oh, apparently I'm getting a game next year. I will be open to signing a one-year deal worth 500000 Which pick are you going at? I think I'd be the lowest pick ever. (laughs) That might be fair enough. Brayden, we were ready to go with this podcast yesterday and then we got the news yesterday afternoon that Chuka Moama's own Todd Murphy is currently sitting in a hotel in Adelaide having been selected as a member of Victoria's Sheffield Shield squad. What an incredible performance for the young man. Oh, it caps off what's been a pretty amazing 2020 when you look at it considering a lot of people have had a shocking year. He's uh, gone and played in the World Cup for Australia under-19 where he had that match-winning performance. He's won out a Chukamayama Sports Star senior, I've got to recall that. He had some fantastic form for St Kilda. Less than 12 months ago now, he made his Victoria's second 11 debut. That's an amazing turnaround of form. He's in the 18-man squad. There's obviously some key people missing as we'll touch on when we speak to Todd, but... Yeah, it's just remarkable at 19, 20 years years of age to actually be able to earn a professional contract, well, a rookie contract, and make the 18-man squad. We just wish him all the best, and we actually spoke to him earlier on. Yeah, it's obviously an awesome news to get, and I'm um, really excited for the next sort of six weeks being away and um, see what can happen. But yeah, it's just going to be a really good trip, and I'm looking forward to every minute of it. Well, mate, we believe you're in quarantine now. What's that look like for you guys? Yeah, so we got rides here Monday night. We've yeah, got... Um, transferred to a hotel so at the moment in my hotel room on my own um, we've been lucky enough to get looked after pretty well it's got quite a nice room so there's a bit of space to move about and also just waiting around to, to find out where the go is with training but yeah we'll be definitely training in the next few weeks so that'll be, uh, be nice to sort of break up the quarantine period in, in the hotel room. Going back to the selection itself mate how did you get the news that you've been picked in the squad? We played a few practice games sort of throughout the pre-season and everyone sort of knew the build-up was for this squad to go away. And then I think it was after one of the last practice matches we played, they just announced the squad. So seen through that, but I was picked and I sort of, I knew there was, I was going to be around the mark, but I wasn't 100% sure if I was going to get the nod or not. So yeah, it was, it was awesome to find out that I'd be coming over here and, and being a part of the group. Well, mate, obviously Adelaide's pretty well known as a pretty spin-friendly conditions. That must fill you with some confidence, hopefully, that you do get a crack, especially with a few key guys missing, and it is a pretty inexperienced Victorian squad on paper. Yeah, for sure. It's, def- it's definitely a really young squad that's come across, and I think everyone's sort of expecting to come over here in a bit pretty dry conditions and, and pretty flat, so I'm obviously not... Not 100% sure what the what the um, selectors are looking at from a side point of view, but obviously I was not going to make sure that I'm preparing the best I can to play, and if that opportunity comes up, then making sure I'm ready for it. But if not, I'm still um, more than happy to be over here and just be around the squad and sort of learning off the guys in the nets and then watching the games. So yeah, obviously see what happens and see what comes of it. But um, yeah, I'll prepare the best I can to make sure I'm ready if I do get that call. Well, there are a couple of senior guys missing, particularly on IPL duties. You've still got your captain in Peter Hanscom and also your coach in Chris. Rogers, who were both pretty experienced at a lot of levels of cricket. What have they said to you and what kind of advice have you got off those guys in preparing for what might be your debut in the big blue cap? 
Yeah, well, there's, as you said, there's obviously, there's obviously a few guys that are away, but um, I still think in, in the Munster squad, there's still plenty of experience there. And with Pete and, and Bucky, there's, there's heaps from them too. So um, they've been yeah really good for me and just sort of making sure that I feel comfortable with where I'm at and um, just making sure that my plans and that sort of stuff are in the best shape they can be to make sure that if, um, I do get close to the play that I'm well equipped for that. And we've just been working on, on that sort of stuff and making sure I feel comfortable to, to just do my thing and they're pretty happy to let me express myself and just let me go about it. So, yeah, no, they've been really good for me and making me feel comfortable and confident. Mate, we're obviously going into probably the greatest unknown season we've ever seen in cricket. Has COVID changed the way you're able to play the game? Like, Has there been things that have just blown you away, even in the practice matches? Yeah, it is different. And I think it's the, the big thing is that it's ever-changing as well. So you can't really get too comfortable with um, what's going on because things are changing daily. So um, I think the biggest thing is going to come from the ball point of view where there's um, not been able to uh, be any saliva sort of put on it. So that's going to be a challenge from a bowling point of view um, to be able to, I suppose, get, get guys out. So that's probably the biggest challenge. But yeah, it's, it's, going, to be, it's going to be a very different season. But I think it's just people that can sort of adapt the best and sort of adjust with, with the punches and just roll that are going to be the people who do well. So that's what I'd probably just be really flexible and just embrace whatever comes of it and just roll with it because it, it will be um, continuously changing. I imagine you consider yourself pretty fortunate that you've been able to do some training with the boys down at Melbourne and everything, given the circumstances down there when winter almost looked lost for a lot of sports. Yeah, exactly right. We were, we were super fortunate. Um, the whole way through, we were able to get the exemptions to keep training. So, yeah, I was really grateful for that because I think it, it would have been for me personally as well, like being away from home, it would have been really tough to, to not be able to train and sort of just be stuck in a little townhouse um, in Melbourne. So, yeah, the, the ability to be able to train, I think we're training three times a week was, was really important. It, it broke up the sort of the boredom you had in, in isolation. So, um, yeah, I was really, really um, grateful for that opportunity. And I think all the other guys were as well. It was, it was nice to be able to continue training and continue to work on our skills and that sort of stuff. And, yeah, we definitely felt lucky to be able to do that. And I think everyone appreciated that opportunity. A lot's happened for you in a cricketing sense in the last 12 months, mate, particularly with the stuff over with the Australian under-19s. What's the biggest development you found in your own game in the last period of time that you think has improved you the most and got you in a position where you're a real candidate for getting that spinner spot in the Victorian side? That's a good question. I think just, I think I've started to understand my, my own game a little bit better um, and just having more conversations with senior guys around, around the squad has been really good for that. Um, just seeking as much feedback as I can from from senior batters and also um, John Holland, who's the senior spinner here as well, just sort of tapping into them guys and just sort of getting an understanding of the stuff you need at the at the first class level to make you succeed. So had a lot of conversations with guys like that in the nets and that sort of stuff, just to try and find out what what I can do um, to help myself and, and that sort of stuff going forward. So I think just the ability to have conversations with senior guys that have got the experiences has been probably the most valuable thing for me in, in being able to understand my game and what works for me and what doesn't work. I imagine as, as a young guy in the squad, if you do get the opportunity, you would love the opportunity to play against any state, but you must look at a team like New South Wales perhaps and think how good it would it be to play against probably almost the top five or six of the Australian test side. Yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy. I hope at the moment I think with, with not much test cricket being played, there's always the IPL on, but there's going to be a lot of a lot of international players um, playing in the sort of first four rounds of the hub. So, um, yeah, there's going to be some serious guys um, in the other side. So yeah, if that opportunity did come, um, it's probably a pinch yourself moment of getting the ball to some of those guys. And it's an awesome test to sort of see where you're at and yeah, pin yourself up against the best around Australia and um, yeah, see how you go. So yeah, if that did happen, it'd be, it'd be awesome. Um, I'd definitely be happy to take on the challenge and see where I'm at with it. 
Well, that's all we've got time for with Todd today. Thanks very much for taking the time to have a chat, mate. No, no drums at all, though. Thanks for having me on. Definitely a young man going places, Braden. Yes, he's going places. And speaking of going places, we've got a few Achuga boys currently up in the Northern Territory making the most of the warm weather, the beers that we'll hear about, and having a key of the footy. We do. We've got four representatives currently playing in the Northern Territory Football League, one of the most enjoyable uh, football competitions in the country if you get the time to watch it. One of them is Angus Byrne who's currently out playing for the Tiwi Bombers. And we were lucky enough to speak to Gussie about his experiences up in Darwin. Yeah, no, very warm, thanks, AJ. And thanks very much for having me on board today, guys. But, um, yeah, it's, a, it's pretty awesome up here, guys. I, like, uh, I didn't think early in the year I was going to get a kick of footy at all. But, um, you know, with COVID happening and all, it's the obvious reasons. But uh, once, once I got up here, I've been training pretty heavily up here and now um, in the games and then just finished round one on the weekend, which is pretty awesome. Not a great outcome for you guys, unfortunately, on the weekend with that loss to Darwin, though. Yeah, so um, quite a shootout. If you, if you saw the scores, I think we got beaten by 50 points, 158 to about 94 or something like that. So um, there was obviously a lot of defence plays, you could probably say, but... Uh, no, it was um, it was yeah. We got we got a fair bit of work to do. Um, a couple of our boys need a bit of fitness, and um, we've got a couple more blokes we've got to inject into our side. So yeah, hopefully it comes within the next couple of weeks for us. Well, mate, you're playing for the Tiwi Bombers, which is a pretty famous footy club. How'd you find yourself end up there while the other boys are at Waratah? I believe it is. Um, oh look, mate, I, I've always I'm doing a teaching degree, and I've always been really interested in teaching remotely up here and um, teaching teaching in communities. So I thought, what better way to make contact than play some footy with Tiwi Bombers? And we all know that if you play at a footy club and get to know people and make connections, uh, opportunities can open up. So I, I thought that was probably going to be um, a big part of it. And then I spoke to Lee Cosman, who's an ex-Machuga um, boy as well, actually, and he uh, he just explained Tiwi um, and how it was going to be, and it really related with me, and it sounded just like something that I wanted to be a part of. So it ended up being a reasonable decision in the end. So yeah, um, yeah mate, tell me about the quality of football. Obviously, you played VFL footy down here for Geelong. You played in a really good quality league in the GV. How does the footy up there compare to what you're used to playing down here? Yeah, it's it's certainly like nothing I've ever been. I've never been experienced. Like, uh, oh, in regards to structure, I've always played pretty high quality structured games, footy, um, whether it's stoppages or defensive sets or whatever it is. But there's always been a lot of structure. Whereas up here playing for Tiwi, that just goes all out the window, and they just allow um, us and all the local boys to to go and play footy and have fun. And it's just something that oh, it's really refreshing, really. And um, I, I, I think I, I think the quality is really good of the footy, and um, it's been it was a really good challenge, and it's something that I'm going to have to adapt to the speed as well and the skills that those boys have got. It's pretty incredible. What about the conditions, mate? Obviously, us down here, we might look at a night game up there, and it's dewy, and it's not easy to get a grip on the ball. How have you ever found adjusting to those? Um, look, it was pretty warm. Early days, we played at four o'clock on the weekend. It was warm for the first half, and then cooled off a little bit 
in the second half when the sun started to go behind. But I tell you what, Adrian, it was it was it's bloody warm, and I'm lucky I've found a new grippo that the grippo. <laughs> I've been lathering all over my jumper and on my hands, and it's um, it's very good too with your bow. So that I think that's going to have to be my key to the year. Have to get you to bring some back for us for when we start <laughs> up Kato season again, I reckon. Yeah, um, yeah. mate. Our, you talked. We talked earlier before we went on air about the fact that you probably didn't think you were going to get any football in at all this year with. It started to look like maybe the GV might get a season up, and then that got scrapped at the last at the last change of restrictions, how good is it just to be out on the field and actually having a kick? Yeah, I think, mate, I took it for granted, really. I think a lot of us did um, for the year. And to miss out um, and not be a part of, like, the club field and, and playing footy, and then to come up here and, and get that opportunity, it's just like, oh, you really, you should really wipe a smile off your face. So, but even though we got um, by 50-odd points, um Oh, it's just good to be back out there, mate, and having a hit out and in the contest, really. Well, we saw a bit of a picture floating around on Facebook the other week. You were involved in a bit of a training session with Cyril Rioli. What was that like? Oh, yeah, that was pretty incredible. He, uh, he, he still got it, boys. And I think if any AFL list was looking to recruit him, they'd jump on him straight away because he is still a star. But he's got a really good role. Like He looks after a lot of the young local boys and um, keeps an eye on them and trains with them and um, yeah he's just oh, he's just a down to earth fella and he, uh, yeah he's always really nice to everyone around the place and yeah, it was I was actually a bit starstruck really to I seen Cyril I don't usually get starstruck but um, yeah seeing him <laughs> I, I certainly did Away from the field itself, what's the experience been of being up in the top end at the moment? Obviously, it's completely a different place in terms of its conditions, but also in terms of its culture, it's completely different to what we have down here. How have you found getting into Darwin and actually spending time around the community? Yeah, look, Darwin, um, every day's a good day to have a beer. So <laughs> and you um, get to do that too, which we're yeah, starting to get right. some type of. Yeah, that's right. And the pubs are open and their culture's just fun, mate, um, in regards to the social scene. Like, I, I certainly miss that. And um, that was another part of us boys coming up is having a little bit more freedom and we've certainly got that and really enjoyed it. But it's just like, in regards to the culture side of it and everything else, Darwin's just, you know, it's, it's just so laid back and casual and relaxed place and, um, I think everyone's just as laid back as one another. So it suits us boys to a T and we've really, really enjoyed being up here so far. How have you enjoyed time with the boys away? Obviously, you look forward to a Saturday, but being able to get away with your mates and spend an extended period of time with them and actually live with them up there. Yeah, uh, it, it's pretty easy going. When, when we're as good a mate as we are, um, you know, it, it's just everyday life for us and we... We just love hanging out and we have a good time and we muck around, but yeah, it's been, it's been really good. You're starting to get on each other's nerves living in that close quarters yet? <laughs> oh, the boys are probably sticking me on a little bit messy. I don't think the dish is enough, but um, oh, oh, no, we uh, we can have our own time and get out. Like, we all have jobs now and go to work and separate for a while, so <laughs> it's, uh, there's no problem there, AJ. 
Well, Gus, thank you very much for joining us and having a bit of a chat about life in the NT, and we wish you all the best, and hopefully we see your name in amongst the goals in the coming weeks. Yeah, no, thanks very much for having me, fellas. Um, you know, and hopefully everything starts to ease back up in Victoria, and it's um, all going good shortly. So I appreciate the call, and yeah, hopefully TV season gets up and going pretty shortly so we can get back going down there. Um, and yeah, no, looking forward to it, mate. So thanks very much. Angus Byrne there joining us from Darwin. Well, not everything is happening in Atukamoama. There's a fair bit going on around the entire Goulburn Valley. So today we're going to do what we love to do here at Sports Bites and head around the grounds. Sports Bite around the grounds. Joining us on the line first, fresh back from his nice little holiday, we have the group editor of McPherson Media Sports, Mr. Tyler Ma. How are we going, Tyler? I'm doing well. Quite refreshed uh, after a a couple of weeks in the paddock and uh, ready for a, a first up spell this week. Well, Tyler, you must be excited. We've got some actual sport to report on in coming weeks. Yes, uh, not to be uh, you know doing golf too much of a disservice, but uh, there's been plenty of golf picks in the paper over the, the last few months and I think people are, are ready to, to look at something else. Uh, it's exciting to have cricket and bowls and tennis and uh, a bit of junior soccer around as well. Uh, hopefully everything uh, keeps going well. You mentioned soccer, and that's that's the big story for Shepparton at the moment, mate. The young Matilda's on their way to Shepparton. Yeah, we uh, we spoke a few weeks ago about um, Greater Shepparton's bid to host uh, some qualifying matches of the um, Asian Football Confederation uh, ahead of the Under-20 Women's Asian Cup in 2022. So these qualifiers will be held early next year. Uh, and it's come out this week that uh, Shepparton's been successful as uh, going to be awarded one of the qualifying rounds, which is great. It'll see the under-20, um, as you said, young Matildas come to the Theatre of Dreams at McEwen Reserve, and it's going to be really great for Shepparton, um, you know, economically to, to hopefully come out of uh, a really tough year with, um, you know, on the international stage early next year. A lot of good work's been done on McEwen to get it up to that standard. This, for, for soccer people, for football people around town, this has got to be such a big deal to them. Yeah, it, it really is. Um, McEwen Reserve has obviously hosted uh, plenty of big events already since its refurbishment. You know, Melbourne City's been up a few times and um, the uh, Australian Football School Tournament, um, the Shepparton Cup, really does a lot of great work in, in bringing a lot of people to the region in sort of October most years. Obviously not this year, but this is, this is going to be another level. Uh, it, it's really exciting and uh, everyone is very excited about it. And, mate, in another version of a round ball sport or multiple balls, we've got a bit of a merger happening over in Shep. Is this a powerhouse move over there? So, yeah, you're right. Satura and Hilltop uh, Bowl Clubs have merged for, for pennant purposes only. We'll, we'll get that off the top. They're, they're still going to be separate clubs and keep their, their separate history and, and facilities and everything like that. But for the purposes of, of pennant, midweek and weekend in the Golden Valley Bowls Division, Tatura Hilltop will be the new face uh, of the town. So I, I think it's going to be really positive for the town. They're going to be really competitive in, in every grade and, and even at the top level, they're, they're going to be, be really competitive. It, it brings together um, two, two clubs in the same town uh, and really allows them to, to have a, a singular focus at, at bringing success to the town. As you mentioned, they're staying individual clubs and that's something that concerns a lot of sports people we don't really like seeing mergers because we don't want to see a club lose its individual identity how good is that for that town that 
these clubs do get to still remain themselves and get to hold that history together? I thought it was a really important point. Obviously, we've already in, in the central Golden Murray Bowls region lost two clubs in the, in the past six months, Shepherd and RSL and, and Finley RSC club. Uh, look like, uh, well, Shepherd and RSL definitely is, um, sees its, its pennant sides and, and Finley RSC is without a home. So they look like they're going to be shutting up shop in terms of pennant as well, um, up north. So it, it's great that both of these clubs, Futura and Hilltop can keep their own. Um, club identities and uh, from what I understand they'll play as their separate Tatura and Hilltop clubs at state events uh, at this early stage um, from, from what I understand but yeah for the purposes of local pennants uh, why not throw all the talent you've got in the town together and, and see what you can achieve. And mate a lot of a few sports and competitions have started announcing their hopeful starting dates in the past few weeks. Yeah so Cricket Shepparton had hoped to start on October 17th but there's been a few issues. Um, a, a few clubs haven't been able to get onto their grounds to train yet. So, you know, being less than two weeks away now, that date, um, it just wasn't fair on uh, on that, that handful of clubs to, to start that early. And, and you also had the, the other uh, side of the coin, I suppose, with uh, AFL Grand Final Public Holiday and then Melbourne Cup weekend that uh, they, they weren't planning on playing cricket on those weekends either. So they've decided to just push everything back to November 7th. Uh, and all cricket Shepparton grades will start then, play 13-round seasons of one day with a, a three-round T20 in early January as well and uh, and go from there to get you know as much cricket and, and as possible out of this season that will obviously be affected with lots of new rule changes and the like. But uh, I think it's probably the fairest option for all. How about on the other sporting fronts? Have we got the start dates for any of the other competitions? Yeah, certainly some of the local uh, Shepparton cons. The Shepparton Junior Tennis Association has circled October 17th. Um, so that'll, that'll start off before those couple of public holiday weekends. And then mostly everything else is going to uh, wait until after Melbourne Cup weekend to, to get going. So GV, um, GVBD midweek will start November 3. Weekend pennant will start November 7. Gold Murray Lawn Tennis Association has circled November 7. And SETA is still waiting on confirmation there. But a, a lot of the um, comps that are going to get up, they'll get up uh, after that sort of first weekend of November. Well, that was Tyler Ma, the MMG sports editor. And now on the line from the Vanilla Enzyme and Seymour Telegraph, we've got Meg. Meg, how are you? I'm good. How are you guys going? We're going well, thank you. Well, we've got some big story out of Seymour this week, AJ. Yes, it's um, we've... Got a few AFL players still waiting for finals, but in the Super Netball, we've gone straight in with one of our locals playing in the grand final, Meg, for the Vixens. Yeah, so, yeah, we've got um, Al McDonald um, basically going straight through to the um, to the grand final um, in a couple of weeks. This is, uh, yeah, the, the Seymour uh, A-grade netball coach, um, premiership coach, so, it's, yeah, really exciting for um, particularly the, the Seymour Lions to get one of their own up, up there, so... Still for, relatively fresh into the Super Netball competition, but she's made an impact immediately upon getting into the side, hasn't she? Yeah, so I think, um, you know, and this was taken as a training partner at the, at the start of the year. Um, it wasn't was going to probably go through those feeder comps um, below that, but um, having that, you know, the hub, the, the COVID-19 kind of um, different season, and being able to go up to Queensland and... Um, be a, a bit of a different option to um, to bring onto the court. Um, she's playing a lot more in the um, wing attack role. Uh, was more of a like a, a wing defence wing, uh, got goal defence um, back in Seymour. So 
um, has come in, particularly when um, a few of the uh, players, of those more established players, have had a bit of an injury concerns, or has um, and even came in um, the captain Craig Maloney in, in the centre position um, on the weekend. So um, it's very versatile. And uh, watching her kind of at that DBL level, she's a very aggressive player. So um, I think she's been able to. I guess adapt to that intensity and um, the fierceness of the Super Netball competition. Well, you say you watched her at GVL level. It just must speak volumes about just how strong the competition is up here. Yeah, for sure. I, um, I think last year was my first year watching um, a lot of the GVL competition, and um, yeah, even myself, I was just you know quite surprised by how fierce um, these girls go, and particularly that Seymour Seymour team. They were they were so well drilled. Um, six zones that. What I was able to do as coach, and um, a lot of them um, going into a, those higher competitions, particularly at VNL and ANL level, to, to bring that back to a, a country town um, and you know go on to, to win a premiership for them has um, been really great. So yeah, well, we'll switch it up gears here a little bit, and obviously Winton's back up and running with the easing of restrictions. That must just be a real thrill, especially when it is only just down the road from Benalla, and it offers a competition for not just elite V8 supercars, but just everyday people that do love their motorsport. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. It's definitely been um, a, a really big crew, I guess, to get that back up in, in town. So I know um, I, was out, I was out there a couple of weeks ago, and the first thing they were kind of able to get back on track was um, – a, a supercar uh, test for, for Gary Rogers Motorsport. So to, to be able to book that in and, and just get um, some cars back on track, then I guess following up on that was, um, as you said, like getting some more local drivers back on track with it with a regional test in tune. They're doing that every week. And they had about, um, about 40, 40-odd 40 um, kind of races back for that first one. So just, you know, to... Even just like the mental health benefits for, for for guys out here to be able to just go spend a day on it, spend a day on the track, um, has just been you know, wonders for, for the town. So that's the elite side of sport, Meg. But um, the as you mentioned, the mental health it's important to get our juniors back out there. And in the Benalla front, they're starting to get back out there. Yeah, so uh, kind of kicked off last week, so I was able to head down to the uh, Benalla. Uh, Lawn Tennis Club. Um, so they had a they were offering up some free um, tennis lessons to I guess for, for kids to kind of trial the sport and um, that was really great. They had all different ages across you know a few hours um, you know just to just to get them back out on court um, and that kind of will will kind of flow into the next couple of weeks where the start, they're going to hopefully start up some community play which will then actually go into a few more senior competitions as well. Um, and then as, uh, adding on to that, um, our Benalla Basketball Association, um, a little bit tricky. They haven't been able to get back into their indoor courts, so they've had to be a bit creative and um, are actually training out at our um, Benalla P12 college um, at, at some outdoor courts. So they had their first uh, rep training on Sunday. Um, and yeah, again, speaking to everyone down there, everyone was just so excited to, to get back um, the kids, like kids as well, like they haven't been um, in school as well, so you know, not being able to see their friends, just um, to be in that team atmosphere was really great. Um, I know as well, um, the president, she's uh, was 
coaching um, the under 16s in USA, you know, even even the boys were super excited to do sprints, really, just to um, even those little things as well. So yes, yeah, it's, it's it's been really great. Imagine being excited to do sprints. Couldn't possibly figure that one out. Meg Soldier, thank you very much for joining us today on Sports Bite. And now continuing around the grounds, Braden, you've got some stuff for Rochester involving young Sarah Ingram. Sarah Ingram's currently up in the Northern Territory as well, currently playing for Pint in the Women's Premier League. Not too sure of numbers-wise on the weekend, but Pint did manage to get a win over Southern District with a good start to their season, and we wish her all the best, and hopefully you can have a chat with her in the coming weeks. And that's about all the time that we have this week on Sports Bite. Braden, there's NBA finals still on. There's footy on the weekend. What have you got planned? Oh, sitting in front of the TV and watching the AFL finals and the NBA finals. Massive weekend, all Victorian AFL sides. It's going to be interesting to see. Hopefully we do get a Victorian representative to cheer for because we don't want interstate teams to win the flag. A very Victorian attitude from you there, Braden. But completely understandable considering the circumstances. That's about all the time we have this week on Sports Bite. So whatever you're doing on the sporting field this weekend, go well. That was Shepparton Sports Bite. Brought to you by McPherson Media Group.